0: In this episode of Business Brainwaves, we will look at how to deal with debt in our business. So as the majority of businesses return to normal operations, many will return to face a burden of accumulated debt as a result of restricted trading under COVID-19. The latest studies have confirmed the impact of COVID-19 has had a devastating debt burden on South Africans. The debt holiday offered by the banks in late March 2020 has added about $20.7 billion to the debt of the estimated 1.6 million South Africans who took advantage of this. The credit bureau TransUnion reported that by August, 21% of those surveyed reported losing their jobs as a result of the pandemic, and nearly 9 out of 10 said that they were concerned about the ability to pay their debt. Companies who are in financial trouble often attempt to trade itself out of trouble, whilst the recurring monthly financial constraints and commitments makes it difficult and often have the consequences that it can't pay its debt. The danger is that a company or business's attempts to trade out of trouble is often tantamount to reckless trading and trading under insolvent circumstances, which have the effect that the directors Of the company may be held personally liable for the debts of the company, apart from other contraventions of the Companies Act. Sadly, many of those businesses will be liquidated because of its inability to pay their debts as it becomes due, although the structure of the business is still sound. So what happens when you find yourself in a position where you feel that you may be unable to meet your financial obligations? You may very well feel like you are drowning in debt, but before throwing in the towel, let's look at the options available to you. Number one, business rescue. This is often an expensive and tedious process, during which time and unnecessary costs are wasted. In business rescue, A business rescue practitioner gets appointed, who takes over the management of the company, then meets with creditors, drafts a business rescue plan, and then, if the creditors accept the business plan, um, has the task to trade the business out of trouble until it is rescued. It happens frequently that the business rescue procedure is not successful, and the company gets liquidated in the end. My interpretation of the data contained in the most recent Business Rescue Process Status Report, which is as at date 14 August 2020, is that of the total of 3,738 cases lodged since 2011, which was the inception, 698 of those cases ended in liquidation, and only 468 were terminated as not financially distressed anymore. So basically of the 3,738 cases lodged since 2011, 468 have been able to trade out of trouble. Option 2 is liquidation. So liquidation is very often the answer to the financial problems of the company and the longer you wait the bigger the problems. But it's not the only remedy. Liquidation means losses, not only for the business owner, but also for the employees, contractors, landlords, and other creditors. On liquidation, the business closes down. A liquidator is appointed, whose task is basically to sell all the assets and pay the creditors um, a dividend from the proceeds. The third option is a compromise. An underutilized alternative to liquidation and business rescue is to make use of the provisions of the Section 155 of the Companies Act and enter into a compromise with creditors. A compromise means that a company makes financial arrangements with its creditors or some of its creditors in an attempt to avoid liquidation or to become profitable again. Although there are many similarities between business rescue proceedings and a compromise, the benefits of a compromise, in my view, often outweighs that of a business rescue. The main benefits uh, and differences are as follows. In a compromise, the board of directors remains in charge of the company, unlike business rescue, where the business rescue practitioner takes over the management of the business. There are less formalities and timelines in the compromise procedure. A company can, at any time, commence with the compromise procedures. It does not have to be in financial distress, as in the case of a business rescue. In a compromise, you can choose a class of creditors whom you want to compromise with. It does not have to affect all the creditors. Also, there are fewer reporting requirements, as it can be tailor-made and the master of the High Court is not involved, as long as the company is not liquidated. The costs are also less than with a business rescue, because the company does not have to pay a business rescue practitioner its hourly and administration fees. The fees for the receiver in a compromise is less burdensome. You can initiate a compromise after a company has been liquidated. The effect hereof is that once the compromise is sanctioned by the court, the company can be brought out of liquidation. So basically, we could trade it back into life. And then lastly, because there is no monitorium on legal proceedings against the company until the proposal is sanctioned by court, it creates a sense of urgency from the sides of the company and from the creditors to accept or reject the proposal and move forward. So again, speeding up uh, the process. So, if you find yourself in a position where the debt in your business is keeping you up at night, keep them following in mind. If you have signed surety or gave security, you cannot just close shop because those securities and sureties will be called up. The longer you leave it, the worse it will get. The business doesn't have to be in distress before you act. Don't hesitate. Negotiate. And lastly, you are not alone. We are here to assist you through this challenging time. So reach out if you need to discuss these compromises and if you think that this is something that may benefit your business. So if you or someone else you know needs assistance with this, please share this information.